Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach, and today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm super excited to be back with you again this week. And I've got a great episode. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be able to relate to this. Um, Before we get there, though, I just want to take a quick reminder to please leave me a rating or review. I know I ask this all the time, but it continues to be an important part of organically growing this show. And as a small business owner, I just truly, truly am grateful and appreciative of that. Sharing this episode or any other episode with someone that you know that would be able to resonate or get benefit from an episode is so, so helpful. Also, leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening tells all of the algorithm magic stuff (laughs) that people like this show and that they should put this show up higher in search results. So it really does help. And it takes literally, I don't know, a few seconds, 30 seconds of your time at most. If you leave a review on Spotify, you can't even leave a review. So it's literally just tapping some stars. Um, So anyways, I would really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much. Okay, I'm super excited to get into today's episode. My client Chrissy is on the show and she is frustrated because a lot of the people, well, she's going to a lot of first dates and a lot of people that she's going out with, she's just not that interested. And then of course, the people that she is really interested in aren't interested in her back. And she's a little bit like WTF. This is a really good episode because there's a lot of things that come up in it, but I will just tell you one thing. And A lot of this goes back to how do I feel? What do I need? And then what choice can I make to help me feel that feeling or get that need met? 
And this is really the core of the intuitive dating framework that I teach in my program, Intuitive Dating. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, it's October 20th when I release this. Intuitive Dating is actually closing tomorrow, October 21st. So time is of the essence if it is the 20th and the 20 or the 21st and you're interested in joining because uh, registration will close and we're starting on Monday, October 24th. Now, if you're listening after October 24th, when the program's already started, you can still go to rodicagrant.com forward slash intuitive dating, and it'll either be a wait list or something. It'll be a wait list for next year's enrollment, or if there's any kind of smaller on-demand version, that will be there depending on how far out in the future you are listening to this episode. Um, so just know that if you do want to join us for intuitive dating, then time is of the essence. And the core of what I help in this question is is really a big part of what we do in intuitive dating. Because the thing is, as you know, from listening to this podcast is that there are like any number of questions or situationships or struggles that you could be in, right? And like every everything is like nuanced, even if someone's in a similar situation, it's not the exact same as yours, right? Because you have a different background, different experience, different situation, right? Even though there's might be similarities, which means that not every single problem you ever experience is Googleable. Googleable, Googleable, is that a word? Um, you have to be able to rely on yourself to figure out how do I feel, why do I feel it, and then what do I need? What do I need to do? What do I need to ask from the person? Is this inner work? Is this outer work? Meaning, like, do I need to set a boundary, have a conversation, leave the relationship, whatever it is? There's no right or wrong as long as it feels good to you and you figure that out by doing the inner work. And that's ultimately the goal of intuitive dating. So as we get into my coaching, if you just struggle with what do I do or how do I not feel like this or why do I feel like this and how can I make it stop? Any of those kinds of struggles or questions that are coming up or just anxieties in your love life, I just want you to know that like you can be your own best inner guru, your own best inner guide. And the framework that intuitive dating is based around teaches you to do this. It teaches you to relate to yourself in a way that helps you, um, yes, honor what you feel and feel what you feel, because that is crucial. It's important. It's part of the healing process. But then also to look at it from this different perspective so that you can essentially look at it from like a bird's eye perspective and then make a decision from there that is based on what feels self-honoring as opposed to what do I need to do because so-and-so said so, or because I just need to like get this person to like me back so I can not feel like this or whatever, right? Because that's that's not going to lead you to where you want to go or you know where you need to go if you want a healthy long-term relationship. So if you would like to learn more about intuitive dating, the link to go to is veronicagrand.com forward slash intuitive dating. I run it once a year. At this time, I am tentatively planning on running this again in October of 2023. So <laughs> a year from now, but um, you know, life is crazy. So who knows? So in other words, this program's, I'm, I'm again, tentatively planning it to do annually, just like the Loving Computers annually. So this is not something that like, oh, you can just decide and do it in January if that's what you want to do. Like, it's not what you can do because I'm not offering it in January. That's definitely for sure. So the next possible earliest time I'll be offering this is fall 2023. And that might be a better time for you. But also if you're just like putting it off and you want to do this then just ask yourself why. And if you have any questions, you can send an email to support at veronicagrant.com and we'll help you out. You could also send me a DM um, on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant. And I actually personally manage my DM inbox. So if you want a direct you know, response from me, 
and, and reach out to me directly, that's definitely the way to go. So again, you could DM me, Veronica E. Grant, any last minute questions you have about intuitive dating or send an email to support at veronicagrant.com and we will help you out there. I just want to make help you make the best decision, um, whether or not that's a, a yes or a no in terms of your registration. My my goal for you is to make the best decision for you, okay? And again, the page is veronicagrant.com forward slash intuitive dating. Um, I go over the pricing, the curriculum, the program schedule, all that kind of stuff. So you can look at it and see if that's going to work with you. I'm super excited. I ran the beta version of this in July. Was it July? I started in July. We went through August and it was so much fun. We loved it. And there's lots of stories and testimonials from people who did the beta version. So um, you can go check that out at the page as well. And just so you know, intuitive dating used to be embodied dating. So if you've been listening for a while and you heard me talk about it over the summer and now she's like talking about intuitive dating, like what's that? Well, it's embodied dating. I just changed the name. I just felt like the name was more specific to what I'm really helping you do, which is be more intuitive and trust yourself more and make more intuitive based decisions rather than fear based decisions in your love life. All right. Okay. With that, let's get to my coaching conversation. Hi, Chrissy. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Hi, Veronica. Nice to meet you. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited um, to have you. <laughs> okay. My question is, I've been dating off and on for a number of years now. And um, I honestly, I can't seem to meet someone I want to go on a second date with. It's just like everyone I meet, I'm disappointed with. And and I and I've really in, uh, come to in, embrace the feeling, you know, like feeling how it feels in me. And then the ones that I do like, they don't want to go on a second date with me. So I'm like, I'm getting close to 60. Next year I'm 60 and I'm petrified. I'm scared of being on my own still when I'm 60. So I don't know. Do I need to give it more time? Help me out here. Okay. All right. So a couple of background questions. So who are the types of people that you are attracted to when you are going on these dates and the, and the pattern of people who you're not attracted to? Okay, so what I, I guess the ones that I, that I like, they're, they're ambitious, they're like me, ambitious, they're into health and fitness because that's my background, <laughs> um, and and fun, like just fun and have all this energy, um, that's, that's who I'm attracted to, you know, they're, they're interesting, they stimulate, the, they stimulate me, um, I'm really like, I, I love the energy. The ones that I tend to go on a date with, I just feel flat, like there's nothing. Um, you know, they're, they're not into health and fitness, um, even though they might say they are, they're, they're not. They're not really that ambitious and they, they haven't just they haven't got that energy about them. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, there could just be, there, when, whenever you are interested and the not interested in certain kinds of people, there's always going to be two things going on. And it does take some practice to discern between the two. And it literally is a case by case basis. And that's like the most frustrating part. There's no like magical like formula for what I'm about to say. So the first thing is that simply that some of the people that you're meeting, you're just not interested in, like they're just not for you. They don't have the same kind of drive that you want to share with your romantic partner. They don't have the same core values that you might have that you want to have. There may not be that romantic or that physical attraction. And there's not a lot you can do about it because there's all sorts of science behind attraction and we just don't really have that much like actual control over it. Sometimes things are there and sometimes things are not as frustrating as that can be. Now, that being said, 
when there's a persistent pattern of it, there's a couple things that are potentially going on. One is that the people that you are attracted to are like, it seems like on the outside, yes, they have like this similar kind of drive and these similar kinds of passions, but usually not, I shouldn't say usually, but sometimes also they can have some of that. Well, let me ask you this. Um, what has been, when you have been in relationship or dating people for more than just like a date, what, what's the pattern been like? Okay. Um, I guess the pattern, um, not, not sort of rambling on too long about it. Well, I was married for 14 years. I was in a relationship for 10 years and then I had a relationship for three years and that's the, and that why I ended 10, 12 years ago. And since then my, my dating pattern has been, I guess the most has been three months. Okay. And what are all these relationships like? Like if there, if there was a, if there was like a cord connecting, maybe not every single one, but the majority of them, what would that be? Um, they're unavailable and they, they don't want a relationship. Okay. Okay. There we go. So let me get back to what I was saying before. So a lot of times people we are interested in actually feed into some of our patterns and core wounds because we're looking for that, that dopamine hit. And we can confuse that with things like love and passion. So if I were a betting woman, which I'm not, except sometimes I do like playing video game poker, like at the, we're just at the casino (laughs) on the shore in New Jersey, but whatever, I'm not really a betting woman, but if I were, I would say that there's something going on here as well. Like the people who are more available, more emotionally available, more emotionally mature, perhaps they're just a little boring because there's not like that gotta have you kind of attraction, or there's not like that up and down, hot, cold kind of thing going on. And and I know one date isn't necessarily enough time to establish like that hot, cold or uh, right. push pull kind of dynamic. Um, however, there's little like, uh, until it becomes conscious, there's like these little unconscious cues that we get of like, oh, this feels familiar. I've been here before. And we can confuse familiarity and comfort with things like love and passion and all that kind of stuff. Is any of what I'm saying resonating? Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting. Okay. Okay. So what's coming up for you? What, what revelations or thoughts or whatever is coming up? (laughs) Just the fact that someone who is emotionally available could possibly be what I thought think is, is, is a bit boring. Um, and, And that, you know, the, the fluctuations and energy that someone gives out could be exactly what you're saying. And what I mistake for someone who's, fun and energetic. It's a very common mistake. I did a podcast a number of years ago. I'll put it in the show notes. It's called, what is it called? It's called something along the lines of three, three kinds of relationships you're confusing with love. And we do confuse <laughs> those kinds of relationships. So, so nothing's wrong with you. Like this is a very common thing. A lot of people do it and it takes, and this is what I was saying by like, it's a case by case basis. Like in terms of this particular person that you might be on a date with, is it that you're not interested? Is it that they seem just boring because they're available or in a healthy place emotionally? Um, or, you know, is it the other kind where there is like some of that passion, but it might be a little bit more of like <laughs> the old patterns coming out, especially knowing the difference between those first two. Is this just, you know, a healthy, emotionally available person or is I'm not, am I not just interested that it takes time and practice to be able to figure that piece okay. out? Okay. And again, like there's no like magic formula. There's no magical set of questions. You, 
need to ask yourself. It really is just intuition. I can tell you that my general rule is that unless there's like glaring red flags or you have what I call the ick, which is just like a, oh, yeah, kind of feeling. And there's like no rhyme or reason behind it. Like as long as those, those two things aren't present, I like to give people two or three chances because like it does take some time to really see people can be nervous. You can be nervous, all that kind of stuff. But I think though, the issue is relearning what love is mm-hmm. and what love feels like, because love is not the high highs. And when you're in those kinds of relationships, you can be chasing that, but that's not love. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a sign from the universe. That's your soulmate. It's not any of those things. It's just dopamine. <laughs> Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what is it that you think you're seeking? I know we talk about dopamine, but like, what is it that you're really trying to get after? Or like, what is it that you're really needing from you? And you don't have to like answer in terms of these one date wonders, but like past relationships. What were the things that you were really trying to get? Um, <laughs> by the love of my life, um, that 10 year relationship that I had, um, I just felt like he was the love of my life. But, you know, after 10 years, he cheated on me, ran off with a younger woman, and he abused my daughter for, for a number of years. So so I, I've got this, um, maybe I've got this block about what love actually is as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and my, my autopilot, I guess, is a fear of being abandoned and, and failing. So I just feel like I'm in this kind of chaotic circle um and i and i don't you know i guess i really don't know what love is because of all that well you do know what love is you just it's just a little bit because i I assume you feel love for your daughter oh 100 percent. yeah yeah so you know what love is right can you be upset with your daughter but still love her yes exactly so love is not this thing that comes and goes it's not this thing that can be withheld it's not this thing that's hot and cold it's it's actually not really an emotion in my opinion, it's more of a state of being like your state will forever and always be love for your daughter, no matter what she does. Yeah. And what comes and goes are some emotions around it. There can be some like, you know, you might like her a lot, but you might also do some things that make you not really like her a lot, but you still love her. Yeah. You can be angry with her. You can be all sorts of things. And yeah. I think that we can look the, at our relationship with ourselves in very much the same way. We can love ourselves and also be upset with past behaviors that we've done or current behavior that we're working or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? And so that's really how a romantic partner is. It's not like this hot, cold, hot, cold. And if you had this fear of being abandoned, you were probably always trying to get back in their good graces. So they wouldn't abandon you. Right. Yes. And so with not wanting to be, okay, let me, let me ask you this where, I mean, Obviously, like no one likes to feel rejected. That's part of just how we're wired in our brain. However, where do you think this fear of abandonment comes from? Well, it must come from my past, um, my childhood. Mm-hmm. What is it? What age does it bring up for you? Like, how old do you feel when you think of? Around three, three or four. Mm-hmm. And that's when my my younger brother arrived. My mother, I guess, was dealing with her own things at that time. 
I don't specifically remember anything, but that's that's the definitely the um, the age I go straight back to. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that's the age? You said you don't remember anything specific. That's okay. Your brother came. So what do you think you felt, or what do you think happened to you? Well, I was the cute little daughter with with an older brother, and then there was me, and there was just us two, and then all of a sudden there was my my younger brother, and I think I felt left alone. I felt abandoned. Yeah. And so you said it was us two, so dad wasn't around? You know, dad was around as well. Yeah. Oh, dad was there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what was your relationship like with both of your parents? My dad, um, loved my dad dearly. I loved him, lost him quite a few years ago. Loved him to pieces, but he was never there. He was actually just never never present. And my mum, loved my mum dearly, but she wasn't really um, uh, mentally in a state where she was happy. Yeah. So I, I think in some respects my parents weren't there for me and I don't mean to, to you know, say that in a, in a bad way about them because they had their yeah, own none things. Of, none they- of, just to emphasize, like I've said this before, but I'll say it again, I'll say it a million times over, like inner child work is not a referendum or a judgment on your parents yeah. or anyone's parents It's on or them as humans. Parenting's hard and so um, they were doing the best they ca- could yeah. with the tools and resources they had. Um, yeah. But you were you were three, or you were a kid. You were lots of ages, not just three, and yeah. you needed some some sort of emotional support. And they weren't. It sounds like mom wasn't capable, and dad was he physically not there or just emotionally not there? It's different. A bit of both. He would yeah. he would be busy doing other things, and emotionally he wasn't there either. No. And when he wasn't there, whether physically or emotionally, wasn't there. Were you trying to? get his attention or get him to stay yes i think so yeah definitely so so this is what feels like you're playing out i mean it sounds like your mom had a similar pattern but it just feels like wanting to get these exes to stay or to love you or to just to not leave or you know however you would exactly phrase it um to me that just feels like you know three-year-old chrissy five-year-old chrissy 10-year-old chrissy whatever age is not wanting her dad she just wanted her dad's attention. I think I did. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Let's go ahead and close your eyes for me. And if it's three or four-year-old self that comes up, whatever age self of your child, child self that comes up, go ahead and bring her to your mind's eye and let me know when you can see her. I can see her. Okay. And what is she, what is she feeling? What is she thinking? She's wearing a little strawberry dress, <laughs> little pigtails. She's thinking, I just, I just want to be noticed. Um, she's thinking, why is it so sad? Why is what so sad? Why does everything feel so sad? Hmm. What would you want to tell her? Cool. I guess I would want to ask her, why does she feel the sadness? Well, it sounds like you kind of already know. So what do you think she needs to hear? That it's not her. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault. Yeah. What That's else? exactly it. Anything else you'd want to tell her? That she's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And she can be happy regardless of what's going on around her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's this little bright button. 
And then just imagine yourself sending her love. If it's hard for you to do that, then imagine sending love to your daughter and then just replace yourself with your daughter. And just notice how your younger self feels that she might be able to receive it. She might not. She might be like, oh, what is this? And or something in between. It would all be normal. Just notice. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. How was that? Yeah, that was really good. She definitely, definitely felt that and accepted that straight away. She was able to accept the love. Absolutely. Good. That's a good sign. Because sometimes it's hard for people to do that. They feel like they're either it's weird for them to feel love for their inner child. Because it's kind of like feeling a deep sense of love for themselves, which feels weird. Or it feels weird for the inner child to accept the love because they're kind of like, who the hell are you? <laughs> like there's no, there's no trust. But that tells me if, if that truly felt really easy for you to receive the love, then that tells me that you're probably pretty capable of receiving love yourself. Like if that didn't feel weird or icky to you, it would be normal if it did, but it'd be fine if it didn't. I mean, that'd be. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, head? <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like at all. Like I, the little girl was searching for that. It was just what she needed. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Well, I mean, I know you're in, in body dating, so I would go through the inner child work lessons so that you can go a little bit deeper into this more than we can do on this episode. But really, like, I think a big thing for you is there's, there's not like a magical profile or a text that you can send that would, you know, (laughs) make all these first dates, like whatever you want them to, to be. I think what would be most helpful is for you to, that need to feel loved, that need to feel parented. Um, It's, it's real. Everyone feels it. And the more that you're able to fill that void in yourself, then the less you need other people that you date to fill it in. And what's happening is my guess is that you're attracting people that are either like mom or dad, either like their characteristics or just the dynamics are similar because again, right. that feels comfortable. And you're like, Oh, yeah. this is, this is a game I know how to play. <laughs> but when you fulfill that on your own, it's not that the other person isn't supposed to make you feel loved or whatever, but they're not your sole source for it. Yep. And when they're not your sole source for it, then and you can source that from within, then the people that are playing this old game that you're kind of used to, it doesn't mesh anymore because you're like, dude, what are you doing? I don't, I don't need you to feel good enough. 
I don't need you to feel loved or confident. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. One final question I have for you. Do you still believe that guy was the love of your life? No. <laughs> okay, okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Because it sounds like he was definitely not the love of your life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay, good, good. Okay, so what are your action steps? So my action steps... Um, go back and do the work on the inner child i've only really discovered this having been on embodied dating and it's it's come up in other areas of my life and it, i find it really interesting and i'm actually getting like lots of clunks i'll call it um and i've had lots of you know i've definitely had clunks speaking to you um in these last you know 30 minutes or so Wait, what do you mean clunks is this clunk. it's a funny thing to say it must be a kiwi thing to say it just sits like it's something fitting in to say you say okay. something and it's just like, oh, it resonates. Like, oh. Okay. 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 It's funny because I had, I had an Australian client and she was saying she was, she always rode with her dad. And I was thinking like, she was like rowboating, like, <laughs> but apparently like in Australia, it's like to fight. <laughs> so I didn't know if I was like, if there was like a, you know, a miscommunication. What am I missing here? <laughs> I was like, I was like rowing with her dad. Why is she always rowing with her dad? I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) We have funny things we say. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Okay. Sorry. That's good. If things resonate, if things feel like, Ooh, that struck something, I would definitely go for it (laughs) because there's probably something there. Uh, Okay. So inner child work. I mean, I mean like this shouldn't be a surprise theme of the show. It's basically like, I mean, it shows up everywhere, as we all know, especially when it comes to health, money, and love, because those are the three things that, as women, we derive our self-worth from. So, okay, so inner child work, what else? Go back onto um, my dating apps, because I've just deleted them all, (laughs) and practice. Yeah, I mean, that part's optional. If you feel like you're ready for it and you're up for it and you want to, what I would recommend is... If someone feels like that dopamine hit, like you need to hear from them or you want them to like you, or, you know, it's, it's obviously you want your, the person you're interested in to like you, but it, it just feels a little bit more of like an addictive or even like a, like a drug kind of quality than as best you can run the other way. <laughs> um, but I think what's probably going to be a little bit easier for you to do is challenge yourself to go out with people, either that you meet online or meet in person or agree to a second date with people that you normally wouldn't. Okay. Now, again, if there's any red flags, if there's any like, kind of like, again, the ick factor, then forget about it. Like, don't force yourself. But if you're like, meh, I think it's worth it. I think it's, okay. it's worth it because you've got to do something different to change your patterns because literally your patterns are a culmination of the actions you take. Yes. And so just try something different. It may lead nowhere. Or it might be really surprising. And I tell you, I... I mean, Stevie, like he's, he's my husband. He's my, you know, my beloved. And I definitely did not think anything of when we first met. I'm like, I don't go out with people like you. And like, here we are. (laughs) And it's also been true with a lot of clients that I've coached through this. Just try someone that you would normally say no to, and you'll learn something if nothing else, for sure. Okay. All right. You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yep. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Yes. Keep me posted. And thank you so much for being here. Oh, no, thank you so much, Veronica. I really appreciate this. This has been great. And your course is amazing. I've just learned so much about myself. So thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Chrissy, for coming onto the show. I appreciate this question. I know a lot of women related to it. And I just really appreciate your time and your courage and vulnerability for coming onto the show. So thank you. Okay, so Chrissy's question is why she's going on all of these dates, and she has no interest in them. And then of course, the guys she wants to see again, aren't interested in her. Now, when I coach people, I usually you know, we'll ask a couple of questions immediately following their initial question. And my goal is to get deeper and deeper so that we can get closer to the core issue. So in the first round of this, what we talked about is, well, you know, these people, they're not interested in fitness, and she's really passionate about that. And so she wants to share that kind of passion with the person that she's in a romantic partnership with. And of course, you can have preferences, as can Chrissy. Um, And you can have and not even just preferences, but really a need for similar values and interests. Because really, we're talking about lifestyle, if we're talking about two lives merging together, you better believe that on some level, those lifestyles need to be, you don't have to be the same, because that's not going to happen, because you have a million and one opinions, I have a million and one opinions, there's no way you're going to find someone who lines up with every single one of them. However, there needs to be enough overlapping values and interests so that you know, you can do life together, and it and it just works. But when we dove a little deeper, went back for that next round of that, you know, that next layer of questioning, what really came true or what appeared to be is that what's really going on here is that the people that she is interested in are playing into some inner child wounds and some insecurities, right? So we're going to come back to that in a second. But I just want to say that like, sometimes you're just not that interested, right? And this really does require practice of building up that intuition muscle, just like how you have to go to the gym. And if you want to like, I don't know, be able to I don't know, bench a certain amount of weight or lift a certain amount of weight. Like you're not just, you can't just do it once. I'm like, well, I'm not strong enough. So it didn't work. Like you have to do it over and over again so that you can get strong enough so that you can, you know, perform whatever, you know, athletic endeavor that you're wanting to perform. Well, it's the same thing with intuition. You can think of it like a muscle. It's not something that you just ignore. And then like when you need to call on it, you know, like in a dating situation, like, all right, intuition, do your job here. Like it just doesn't work like that. You have to build a relationship with it. You have to connect with it. You have to strengthen it so that when you get into these tricky kind of situations where you've got hormones flying and desires flying and passion flying and all this stuff, you can cut through all of that stuff with your intuition and navigate how do I feel here. Now, again, sometimes just like I said to Chrissy, you're just not that interested, right? So I go by the rule of three here. If something happens three times in a row, then it's not that like it's definitely a core wound or inner child thing playing out. However, my ears are definitely perked and I'm looking into it, right? I think I think one time we can just chalk it up to like things just happen. I think if we try to overanalyze an armchair, everything that happens to us, I think we'd go crazy, right? I don't think that's what we're here on earth to do as humans, nor do I think it's healthy or productive. Some people might say two times, like I'm working with a coach this year, she has a rule too. She's like, something happens two times, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, cool. She has lower tolerance than I do, I guess. I'm like, I'm three. So you pick pick what feels good for you. I'm not going to tell you two or three, you do what feels good for you. My point is, is that if something's happening over and over and over again, well, it's true that some of those instances might have just been, yes, truly that that person just wasn't the right fit. It's also very possible that some of those other instances were simply that there was some sort of core wound or inner child thing getting played out here. Okay, so there's two big pieces here. And the first big piece, which I did some or I talked about this with Chrissy is the inner child work. Chrissy needs to address the pattern that has her attracted to the emotionally unavailable type. Uh, She has a lot more inner child work to do. But it's pretty clear to me that she's playing out the relationship with her mom and or dad. 
Having a solid foundation of inner child work will allow her to then relearn what love feels like. Shirdi knows this because of her daughter, but now she has to apply it to her love life. And I just want to pause here for a second because a lot of clients tell me, well, I don't know what a healthy relationship feels like. or And, and they use that as a reason for being unable to be in a healthy relationship. Now, it might be true. You might not know what a healthy relationship looks or feel like. You might not have ever experienced it or seen it in an intimate relationship in your life. That might be true. And so there might be some learning curves around boundaries, communication, healthy management of your emotions, all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But I think that sometimes it's used more of like, well, I've never experienced it, so I don't know what it's like. And I think that most of us can probably think of at least one relationship in our life, even if it's not romantic, it's probably not romantic, where we know what a healthy love feels like, especially if you have a child, doesn't matter how old that baby is, if that's a grown baby, um, you know what love feels like. If you have a niece or a nephew, or you can imagine your own inner child, or if you have a close friend that has a child, you probably have some level of love for that child or that version of you, right? Like your five-year-old self, three-year-old self, or whatever, however old self. And so you can draw on those same kind of feelings. Now, of course, it's going to feel a little bit different when it comes to a relationship, but I think you can still use that as a jumping off point of like, you know what it feels like to be loved and you know what it feels like to love, right? Even if it's all just within the inner child work that you're doing within yourself. I will say that if you do struggle to connect with the inner child, this will probably be a little bit more of a learning curve for you than others. I did tell Chrissy that I think that because she was able to easily connect with their inner child emotionally, that she will probably be able to learn to relearn, I should say, a healthy love and romantic relationship a little easier. That's just a prediction. It's not like a crystal ball or like a prescription. It's just a prediction of what I what I've noticed to be true among the many hundreds of clients that I've worked with. So just know that if it is hard for you to, for you to connect with your inner child, then it might be a little bit more difficult for you to feel and accept a healthy love in your adult life. But that by no means means it's impossible. And if that is true for you, I would also encourage you to look for a child outside of yourself to begin generating some of those feelings of love. And again, this is where you can look at your own child. If you do have a child, if you don't, niece, nephews, little cousins, close friends, children, all of those kinds of people can help you to generate those feelings of love. And you can, then you can transfer them to your own inner child and to yourself and then eventually to other people. Because ultimately, yes, there are different kinds of relationships. But in my opinion, love is love. And just one more thing I want to say about relearning healthy love. Those got to have you too good to be true, almost like an intoxication or like an addiction kind of feeling. That isn't real love. And that will take some time to um, get out of the habit of looking for that because that's just a dopamine hit. That's just getting your itch scratched, right? Like when you have a really deep inner child void or wound and someone else can come just fit it in so nicely the way like Chrissy's, you know, playing out her stuff with her mom and her, and or her dad, it feels really, really good, right? It's like you can't scratch that itch on your back. And so you have someone scratch it for you. You're like, oh God, right? Like gotta have it. Like it feels so good. Um, but that's not what love is because that's not sustainable. That is almost a recipe for going to get that high and then it's going to come back down. You're going to try to get that high, then it come back down. You're going to try to get that high. And love is actually more steady. It's more stable than that. 
and you know, we talked about this, right? I don't really even think love is much of an emotion as more it is a state of being because you can love someone and also be really angry with them or be really hurt by them or be really sad or, or whatever, right? You can feel lots of things and also still have love. And I've talked a lot about this when I've talked about self-love. And I think the same thing is, is true. I think sometimes self-love is a little bit like toxic positivity. And it's like, look, you can love yourself and also, you know, wish you'd done something better, right? or want to shift something about yourself. I think you can do that in loving ways. The problem is sometimes we do that in self-berating ways, which is not super healthy. So the second piece, once she has some of the inner child work under her belt, and I will say inner child work is not a once and done thing. It's not like, oh, I did inner child work. I'm good. The whole point of it is that it becomes a different way of relating to yourself. And the more inner child work you can do, then the more you'll better understand where different feelings are coming from, right? When you're feeling a really strong reaction or when you're just feeling a strong emotion, is that coming from your inner child desperately needing to feel good enough or like she belongs or like she's loved? Or is that a big feeling coming from a current event that your adult self is experiencing? I've talked about this on the show, but if you're a trigger is when the emotional reaction is greater than whatever is actually going on, right? Like if you go on two dates with someone and then like, they tell you they're not interested and like you're, you know, you know, you're laid up for like two weeks and like you're crying and can't do anything. Well, to me, that's, that's the inner child, right? Like there's something else going on. But if you had been dating someone for a couple of years and then all of a sudden they're like, nope, and you were crying for two weeks in your bed, like that might be a pretty reasonable reaction, right? Because like you're really invested in this relationship. You've been with them for a while and they break up with you out of the blue. I would expect you to have big emotions, right? So the the more you get to know the inner child and the more you can relate to your inner child and reparent your inner child, you'll be better at discerning where your emotions are coming from. And then that's going to help you take different action based on what's going on. Because sometimes what's going on has nothing to do with the person you're dating, and it's your own stuff. And sometimes the other person is misbehaving or not giving you what you need or what you want, and you need to have a conversation or set a boundary or, you know, whatever it is. And that takes some time and skill to build that discernment. But ultimately, that's what has to be done. Because like I said, up top, this really is a case by case basis. Is this person just someone I'm not interested in? Or am I pushing them away and not even giving the relationship or the person a chance? Right? This is exactly what we do in intuitive dating. Intuitive dating is not like a meet your man in 90 days kind of thing, or it's not like a five steps and then he'll want you forever or whatever. It's not, it's none of that crap. It's what do you feel? Why do you feel the way you're feeling? And then what do you need to do about whatever it is that you're feeling and why you feel it? That's essentially the framework. We spend a good amount of time in intuitive dating talking about the three-part framework, which again is why are you feel or feel what you feel? Why do you feel it? And then what do you need to do about it? Because sometimes you're feeling something because it's actually your own stuff. Your own stuff's getting triggered. You're getting really excited about the person who is like bumping up right against a core wound, right? Um, sometimes you're feeling something because you're actually a little bit afraid. This person might actually be available or the right kind of person for you or the right fit. And there's some fear going on. But when you understand why you're feeling it rather than just going on like impulses or fears and making decisions from there, um, you can make decisions that will help you move forward in your love life rather than repeat the same old pattern over and over again. 
This is why intuitive dating is more about a process and you learning how to relate to yourself better, understand your feelings better, and then make decisions about what to do from that place, as opposed to it being like five steps and then this will happen or five things men never want or whatever. Because I mean, you listen to the podcast, you know, (laughs) that stuff is, you know, mostly BS. So if you want to learn this with me, and you've liked all the talk that I've had about the self-trust over the past several weeks. You liked the episode from with Denise that I did a couple of weeks ago, this episode today with Chrissy, um, and you want to be able to trust yourself more so that you just feel a lot less anxiety and a lot less fear in your love life and a lot more ease and a lot more confidence, then I really hope you'll join me in intuitive dating. Again, if you are listening to this right when I release the episode, time is of the essence. So make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash intuitive dating because registration will close on October 21st, which is tomorrow, Friday. Again, if you're listening to this in real time, Um, if you're listening to this after October 21st, then I still recommend you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash intuitive dating if you are interested, because whatever is available will be there. It'll either be a wait list for next year's intuitive dating, which will be in fall 2023, or I might at some point put up a um, like a mini on-demand version of the program since I will only be running the live version of the program once a year. So that will be available potentially, again, that all depends on when you're going to that page. If it's unavailable and you still are interested in that, then just go to put yourself on the wait list. And if an on-demand version does come up um, later on this year or next year, then I will certainly let you know about that. And by the way, if you join the mini version, the on-demand version, once I get that up there, then and if you do decide to later join the live version of intuitive dating, you'll be comped that um, that mini version price. So you won't have to double pay. All right. So that is it. This is intuitive dating. I'm super excited. If you're already in intuitive dating and you're listening to this, I'm so excited to spend the next several weeks with you. We have lots of good stuff coming your way and I'm just really excited for you. Again, the link to check out intuitive dating, including dates, curriculum, pricing, pricing options, all that stuff veronicagrant.com forward slash intuitive dating. There is a clickable link in the show notes. So just look for the episode info of whatever app you are listening to this podcast on. And I hope to see you inside the program. Oh, and by the way, I have a really exciting episode for you next week. It is the first time I've ever done something like this. It's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. So make sure you keep your ears out for it. And um, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. All right, until then, I will see you then and hopefully sooner than that inside Intuitive Dating. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.